Why are they even called cold opens anyway? I never, I don't understand that. Hello friends, and welcome to episode 4 of season 2 of So Poetry. Um, I apologize for those of you who were on the lookout for this episode last weekend. Um, I publicized it, or I had announced that it was going to be out last weekend, but last weekend I was fairly sick with a uh, persistent head cold, um, and spent pretty much all day Saturday and Sunday on the couch watching Netflix. Um, so, good news, I binged an anime and watched The Truman Show. Bad news is I didn't do <laughs> any really anything else. Um, so again, apologize for the lateness of this. Um, happy pre-Halloween uh, to anybody out there, any of my listeners out there who observe the holiday. Um, it, does anyone else find it weird for Halloween to be on a Monday? This seems like a very like un-Halloween day for Halloween to be on. Um, I mean, I don't trick-or-treat anymore, um, so it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I'm actually going to be in New York for chunks of Halloween. But regardless of that, um, yeah, so this is... So I was wrong in the episode three, I think, when I said that this, that was it for my episodes of, of um, October. Because obviously it was not, because that was my first one. Um, so this is my second episode, uh, officially, of me just talking. Second talkie. I still have not come up with a... I have not settled on a good name for this series. Um, but regardless, um, I would like to spend this episode uh, talking about uh, my experiences with writer or artist residencies and writing retreats. Um, I'm pretty sure that I, well, I talked specifically about Art Farm, um, I guess, la wow, last October. So almost the, wow, a year ago, geez. Um, when I got back from my two-week stint in Nebraska at Art Farm, um, I'm pretty sure that the podcast that I did um, was kind of a recap of my time at Art Farm and then my time at Haiku North America. And that was my phone, which I'm going to put on silence because I forgot to do that before I started recording. There we go. Um, yeah, so um, if you want specifics about Art Farm, um, I can link to that episode in the description. Um, this... While I will, I will be for sure talking about Art Farm because that's the only residency that I've been to so far. Um, I don't. This episode is not going to be so much about Art Farm, but more about kind of residencies in general, um, in a writing retreats in general. Um, sort of a, I don't know, like what I get out of them. What's the point? Um, why you should maybe not. Why you should or should not 
do them if you are an artist or writer. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'll get to it. Um, I don't know how long this episode's gonna run. Um, for the video game episode that I did, I had a, actually had a script that I'd written out because um, there were certain points that I for sure wanted to mention about each game. Um, I don't have a I don't have a script for this one. This week was kind of busy for me, um, so this will be a pretty well. I mean, some of the other episodes I I talked kind of extemporaneous, but this will be a pretty solid test of how I do um, extemporaneously talking on a subject. Um, yeah, so uh, let's dig in. Um, residencies or the residency retreat that I've been on, uh, so far have been a pretty overwhelmingly positive experience, um, for me. Um, I have learned with my own process of writing that I need a lot of downtime, um, not, well, not necessarily downtime, more, I call it kind of unincorporated time, where I'm not, I don't have any, anything that I'm actively doing, um, but I also don't have a lot of distractions that are vying for my attention. So it's just kind of like time where it's, I can just kind of chill and let stuff happen in my head because it, for my process, um, it takes a lot of kind of internal, um, gestation and mulling over stuff. And then, you know, just like it just, it does that kind of under the, uh, under the radar in me for a while. And then slowly formed ideas or formed lines or, you know, kind of whatever will start bubbling up and I can kind of pull strain them out. Um, I'm making gestures, but you can't see them. Hopefully they come across. Um, oh, also, before I get any further, if I seem lower energy or if I sound weird, um, I'm still kind of sick. I'm mu I feel much better than I did earlier in the week. Um, but I'm still not at a hundred percent yet. Um, so I don't, I don't want, um, I don't want to blame any of the things that I say if they don't land on me not feeling well, but whatever. Um, yeah, so I need, I personally need a lot of, um, unincorporated time to myself to allow my creative process to kind of do what it does. Uh, I don't really play a super active conscious role, um, in the things that I create, it, they just, I kind of take stuff in and then my unconscious or subconscious kind of works through them and then it kind of um, pushes that stuff, floats it up to the surface, to my conscious area. Um, and then I can have access with two of them and I can kind of, um, I guess more or less assemble them in a way that, that fits with whatever it is that I'm going for. Um, so in that respect, um, the ability to get away from just kind of quote unquote life, um, for a little bit is tremendously, tremendously important, um, and very, very helpful because when you're different residencies operate differently, um, and it's really kind of up to you how you want them to go. But just to, to have the ability to, to kind of press pause on your life for a little bit and deal with nothing but um, B 
being creative or if you need time to just kind of let yourself reacclimate to um like to yourself or to your process or um if you just need time to rest and to heal or to just like listen and be quiet whatever just having the ability to 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 kind of separate yourself away from your life for a little bit and just focus on that is is tremendous um not everyone has that opportunity um there are um some residencies that i've um that i've encountered um offer some of them offer stipends some of them are like fully funded programs depending if they're attached to like a trust or a foundation um a lot of them you're kind of left to your own devices to get yourself there um and if you have to pay like board or food or supplies or whatever um so not not everyone has the opportunity to to do this um which if in the I guess like the smaller scheme, um, or I guess the more localized to like person to person, um, if you can't get away, then a good, maybe a, a comparable, um, alternative would be like pick a weekend or a day and like sh- turn off your phone or, you know, like don't get on the computer, um, again it's easier if you're away and you just like the the, i went on a writing retreat um a couple weekends ago which is one of the things that i will be talking about in a little bit um but i purposely decided to leave my laptop at my apartment um not like it was up in connect up in a uh, old b&b in connecticut so it's not like they didn't have wi-fi up there but i um I, I wanted to have a weekend where I was separate from that because I one of kind of my big uh, weaknesses, for lack of a better term, definitely something that I'm working to change in myself, um, is like I can get trapped in like if I'm if I'm chilling for a little bit, it's it's easy for me to slip into or for that chill to slip from just a certain you know like just a recuperative amount of time into kind of like well there goes the rest of my night and I waste time and I don't do anything and sometimes I need that but the majority of the time that it happens it's it's just me being I don't know lazy or um undriven or I don't know whatever um so it I knew that I probably would have been um, tempted to just kind of do that while I was up in Connecticut instead of, you know, like writing or being like sitting in community with the other writers that were there. Um, so I made a very conscious decision. I was like, I'm just going to leave it at home. And it was wonderful. Um, I did not miss it. Um, I was, I mean, more or less forced to, you know, like talk to people or go out on a walk or write or just sit and think, or, you know, just enjoy being in rural Connecticut in the fall, um, or, you know, play my guitar, or, you know, whatever, um, so, yeah, so, in the event that you, that you don't have the opportunity to go on a retreat, or a residency, like, somewhere separate enough from, you know, like, your city, or your apartment, or your life, um, try, try to, try something like that, you know, try, um, 
taking a weekend and like letting people know that it's like you know hey i'll be if you need to let people know that you will be uncontact uncontactable on yeah um for a certain amount of time and then just like let yourself not be tethered to that um because technology is amazing like you know i'm speaking into a usb microphone that's plugged into a mac laptop that i will then use to upload this onto the internet onto my soundcloud where i'm in contact with hundreds of people um that's amazing that's i would not trade that for anything but sometimes it can be a little overwhelming and sometimes the tools that you that we use can turn from tool into crutch um and having those moments of disconnection um from you know like handheld devices or social media or even like your email um it's it can be really really rejuvenative and it can it can help um i guess like re you can, you can um regain the perspective and i guess the distance and the objectivity to, to continue seeing these tools as tools and you know like battle back the front of them becoming like crutches or things that you rely upon too heavily um so in a general sense um residencies and retreats are absolutely fantastic for um disconnecting for a little bit if you need to disconnect um and not so much like you are you are losing touch with anything in my experiences um the more that you disconnect from you know like all the the kind of um oh, what's the word um quotidian aspects of your life you know like paying the bills doing the chores all the the work stuff that you got to think about um they can like weigh heavily on you and it can take up a lot of mental space or creative space or space that you would otherwise use for creativity um and in my experience being disconnected from that stuff allows a, a more of a opportunity for connection on like an intrapersonal level. Like you, you learn to kind of start listening to yourself again and you start noticing shit around you. Um, like when I was in Connecticut, um, our, um, the place that we were staying backed up to the airline trail, which is, I, I found out was a fairly large, regional trail that runs through, um, a chunk of the northeast corner of Connecticut. Um, but it's miles long. It's been recently repaved. It's pretty much straight. So you just get on there and walk. Like one day I walked for like six miles. Um, maybe like five and a half ish, um, out and back. But, um, like I was listening to the wind. I was picking up birds, um, Connecticut in the fall is lousy with chipmunks. Um, so, like, I I was paying more attention to things that usually go overlooked. Um, you know, like, in the like, stuff that would probably be good subject matter for haiku. Like, all these little moments that are happening in the world that people... Um, even if you're not, you know, like on a smartphone or something, um, might tend to overlook or to miss. And it's, you know, it's, I think that there is a, there's a benefit in noticing that stuff because it makes you, um, 
if you can be aware of those small things that you can be you can start being aware of kind of bigger things and connections and um i feel like that's kind of the whole point of meditation which if you want to look at residencies and retreats in that way um i don't think that that would be a bad um analogy that with meditation like you go you remove yourself from like whatever the world so you can sit in meditation that you can you can gain awareness of yourself and you can still your mind and you can allow the the thoughts that come up to just kind of come up and go it's you don't attach to them you don't you don't hold on to them you don't think about them you don't stress about them it just you acknowledge that they come up and you just kind of watch as they as they continue to go um and it's a way to ground yourself and a way for you to um like see the things that you would potentially miss so that when you're done with meditation you can go back out into the world and you can maintain that mindset and that lifestyle and that that level of of being um and i think that residencies and retreats work or can work if that's your intention for them um similarly with your creative life it's like you you take this time to separate yourself away from the things that kind of get in the way of your creative life and you reconnect with it uh, you listen to it you notice things about it you figure out um the like when like if you're most creative in the morning or in the afternoon um because i feel like a lot of people go to res go on residencies or retreats to work on specific things you know it's like if you're working on a novel or a collection of poetry or um you have a series of paintings that you're doing um residencies are great opportunities to just have the time to do that that you don't have all these the, com the competition for your time of all this other stuff that's going on in your life you can just dedicate yourself to your art um but i mean when i went to nebraska i was not i had nothing that i was intending to write about um like I, I was just going to just to kind of to do it, to have the time to just kind of get away and take the experience, you know, being in someplace new. And that's in the kind of in the aftermath of the residency, um, I realized much more completely or I had a, I had a much clearer realization or clearer picture of the realization that um, I am a site specific artist. It just so happens that my art is poetry as opposed to um some sort of installation piece so like an andy gold like andy goldsworthy for me is an iconic site-specific artist it's like he the, the artwork that he that he makes is created in a space from things that he found in that space and is left in that space as like that's that's the the um where it needs to be displayed um and i do I feel like I do something similar with, um, because, well, because my poetry and my, my music, I use it as a way, as a means to connect with and to investigate and to interact with my surroundings. Like it's, it's my writing is, um, I guess like or music too, um, is meditative and contemplative and, um, kind of exploratory. Um, like I use, I use my writing, I use my art to kind of figure out my relationship to the space that I'm in, um, paying, and I pay a lot of attention to like how, like how my energy and my thoughts and my actions and my 
movement is changed by the place that I'm in. Um, so like how I'm how I'm different in the space, but also how the space is different around me and the the conversation and the the kind of the exchange and the flow of the energy between that. Um, so yeah, so for me, when I went out for the residency and for the writing retreat, it was really just like, what am I, how, what am I going to write or how, what's, what's going to come out? Like, how am I going to be changed and how am I, how am I going to be affected by this space and how am I going to affect it? Um, so in that regard, for me, residencies are a lot of, it's like, you know, I'm, it's opportunities to go to new places and to just experience new things. Um, but in tying it back to the whole, like, analogous to meditation, um, when I was in Nebraska, even though I took my computer with me, um, I wasn't on it, like, at all. Um, towards the end of the two weeks, I felt like I was getting kind of back into the patterns, like watching game grumps in the afternoon and, you know, all that. Um, but at least for the first week that I was out there, um, you know, it's like I was, I was hardly on it at all. It was mostly on to just kind of like check some stuff. Um, I think I was waiting on a couple of emails or something like that, but, um, like I didn't, I brought a bunch of books with me, but I did not really read any of them. Um, so I, I really felt like I got back in touch with my, my authentic voice as an author. Um, cause I've noticed that when I read, um, like if I were to read a lot of Mary Oliver or a lot of Charles Wright or, um, whoever, I tend to start kind of, um, maybe not writing in their style, but I definitely start lifting things from them. It's like, I start seeing closer to how they see things or at least how I'm, the output is a lot closer to their output. Um, even if, even if it is my own experiences and my own memories or whatever it is that I'm writing about. Um, but I didn't touch any of those things. So it was, I had time and I had space and I had really nothing else to do but just hang out with myself and kind of be reacquainted with who I am and how I write and what I notice and how I notice and um, the freedom and the kind of giving myself permission, allowing myself to that my poems could be whatever it is that they turned out to be. Um, And thankfully, one of my friends like the manuscript enough that was in, she was willing to publish it. But, um, I mean, I did some edits with them, but nothing really super heavy. Um, in the order that I wrote them is the order that they appeared in the book. And that was just it. I, I've never had, um, I don't know, like a moment where I went someplace and I was able to, to craft it. Like if you, if you read that collection, it's uh, possessed by space and I can put a link in the description too. Um, I, that is, that is the the quickest that I've ever like written something like from writing to publishing that I've ever experienced. And it's, um, I've always wanted to write a piece where it's like, I go somewhere and I just absorb the space and the art that I create is essentially, it's like reading that is, is the experience that I had in that space and possessed by space was really the first taste of that for me. Um, which is to say that I definitely want to do more residencies because, um, I feel like I'm, at least personally, I'm very, 
I think very well calibrated for those ty- that type of experience where I, I go somewhere for a time, I absorb the, the energy and the vibe of the place that I'm in, um, and then I put it back, kind of like Rogue as a X-Men and her, her ability to like steal the power from people and then use it, like reproduce it in herself. That's kind of how I feel. Um, and even back when I was playing music with my with my brother, we were actually at one point joking around. Um, well, no, I guess it was more more serious than a joke, but we were considering calling the band Rogue because that's what we would do. We would listen to a bunch of music um, or like in either a band for a while or music in a particular genre, and then we would try our hand at creating something similar to that like not not a a copy but an influence it's like you we we internalize whatever it is that they were doing and then we um reassembled it or reconstituted it kind of colored by us so anyway um bottom line is the residencies and retreats give you the opportunity for that time and for that that separation and that connection um they also allow you to meet really, really cool other, like other really awesome author, or not not just authors, but other artists. Um, and again, it kind of depends on the residency. There are some residencies that are specifically, it's like you go there to be alone to just do work. That's the point of it. Um, they're not super big on the the community or the communal aspect of it. Um, you know, it'd be like. It's like seclusion, and that's good for some people. Some people need no distractions. They need to just have two weeks of uninterrupted, unadulterated time to just do whatever it is that they need to do, and that's that's good for them. Um, other residencies like Art Farm um, and re- the retreat that I went on, uh, which, by the way, was the um, Idlewild, uh, Idlewild Arts uh, Writers Retreat. And again, I can throw the... Uh, a link to that in the description and I would highly highly recommend um, that retreat to anybody um, but again I will get there in a second um, so uh, art farm as a residency was very very heavy on the community aspect of of art um, you had one of like three places to live and you're sharing the space you each had your own room but you're sharing the space with at least like four or other people um you know like one kitchen one bathroom um it got to the point where we would cook you know like big lunches or big dinners and everybody would kind of partake um but it was really um ed the guy who runs it i think was is really um keen on the idea of what happens when artists get together um because I'm sure that people, like listeners out there, have experienced that if you if you went to a college, um, or if you just you have like a group of artist friends, um, and artists tend to attract other artists, that you know it's like you have an idea and you present it to the group and then you get a lot of really interesting and varied responses because the perspectives of everybody is different, um, and you get uh, like you see. You get presented with with uh, viewpoints that you never would have thought about before, and some of them can break things open, or can can break things open, or can give you a much like deeper understanding of something that you were already kind of t- trying, kind of t- uh, something you were already tending towards. Um, 
and you just something that somebody says gives you a little bit of a push or breaks open like a, a room that you didn't realize was there and you're like oh this is the missing thing that i was thinking about like this is this is the thing that bridges all the whatever this together um yeah so that was um great and I, most of the residencies that i i think that have it's like they're really really heavy on the, the community aspect with the exception of maybe some of the ones in like the arctic um where you shadow uh, i've seen i've seen some that you shadow like a, a a park ranger or a research group um so there's not a whole lot of opportunity for a long time with that because you know it's like you're traveling with a group of people in a pretty harsh landscape um but I would imagine that most of the ones that are community-based still have enough space around the grounds that they are, or enough opportunities that if you need alone time, um, introverts out there, hello. Um, yeah, if you need if you need time to be away from people and to just deal with your own stuff, you tend to have that. Um, at Art Farm, there was always a place that you could go to be, you know, varying degrees by yourself. Um, there was a writing shack. If nobody else was using it, it was great because you, you know, you're like a couple, well, eh, I don't know, handful of a hundred feet away from any of the main areas and you could just hang out there if you needed to. Um, in the retreat, oh, ho, ho, this retreat. Um, so with Art Farm, even though you were in, um, like I was living in a house with like four, no, three, three other people um, in the occasional pop-ins. Um, there were, I think a grand total of like eight or nine people in residency there at one time. Um, with the retreat, it was a total of, I think six or seven other people. Um, so six writers in total and then like two, the two hosts. Um, but it was, it felt so intimate, um, like I, I had a really solid one-on-one -on -one conversation with everybody who was there. Um, and again, it, you know, it's like young, old, um, there were three African-American women writers, um, you know, people who were, who've lived in Connecticut most of their life, people who've recently moved there from other places, um, like a pretty, pretty wide demographic of, of other people, um, and people that I probably would have, like, I never would have encountered any of these people had it not been for this retreat. Um, and, and on top of just like the awesome people, we had uh, guided meditation or mindfulness sessions. Um, that was, I feel like it really, it helped set the tone of the, um, of the retreat is a very open and very inviting and very warm, just sort of, you know, it's like you, there's, it's, it's safe. It's, it's just, you know, it's like you could, you can, you could be yourself there. You could do what you needed to do whenever it was that you needed to do it. And like, no one was going to say anything about it. Um, but it also like, you know, like living in that close amount of that close quarters with that many other people, it's like, you need to be kind of on your game with, um, mindful and conscientiousness and like awareness of like your space, other people's space. Um, 
and having those those mindfulness sessions was was fantastic for getting everybody kind of in into the mindset of um thinking about that and kind of existing in that space and um so i realized i have not mentioned um who who organized this but uh melissa weiss if you're out there listening um which you probably will be because I'm going to send you a link <laughs> saying that this this was up. Um, thank you so, so much for that weekend. Um, like, I... I I love... Um, so, I, in my art, and I think that we... I feel like we talked about this. Um, my goal is to create, like, emotional spaces for people. Um, I love... I love to cultivate space for people, and I, I find that I tend to do that even outside of my art. Um, so there's a very, um, very sp- there's a very special place very close to the center of me that has a very deep affinity um, and affection for people that cultivate wonderful spaces. And you, you and Tim and Carolyn um, cultivated a just, like, that weekend was... I don't want to say perfect because I know that there's no perfect things out there, but that was really, really damn close. Um, yeah, and that was just the, just for the opportunity to be up there and to just be with those with the other writers, um, Donna, Sadie, Pamela, Bridget, and Maria. Um, just awesome, just fantastic time. Um, uh wow what else i feel like that i don't i really hope that that's not everything that i wanted to say because it doesn't seem like felt like it was two main points um yeah i i would recommend if you have the opportunity and you can do a residency i would i would recommend it um i mean it gives you up the opportunity to, to be someplace different um and this is this is actually something well Excuse me for one moment while I take a sip of water. So this is something that I I had known, but it, the realization became clearer, or this idea became clearer um, when I got back from the retreat. That I've seen a lot of people, and I've probably been guilty of this myself at various points in my life, um, who experience a level of unhappiness with wherever they are currently. And they think, um, it's like, oh, if I could just be someplace different, or if I could be with somebody different, then things would be better. Things wouldn't be, they wouldn't feel the way that they feel now, and you know, it's like I, there would be change and there'd be, um, persistent change that I, or, or that, uh, change that would persevere. Um, and you know, they move to someplace different or they change jobs or they change partners or change friends or whatever. Um, and sometimes, yeah, that's what I changed. That's the change that needed to happen. But I feel like in the majority of cases, um, after the initial kind of freshness and the, 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 I guess, honeymoon period of being in a new place or being with a new person, the same stuff starts creeping up again. Um, because you haven't changed. 
um, like the you, the collective you, or whatever you know, like the the you in this hypothetical situation, that like you are still the same person, you're just in a different location, and of course, things will be a little bit different, but at the core, nothing will be different because you are the you are the constant, and if you haven't changed, nothing's going to change, um, and I feel like. I feel like the same thing can happen with residencies and with retreats, um, that people go to these things expecting something to happen to them. Um, you know, that you finally have time to write or you finally have, you know, like whatever it is that you need to have and shit does not get done. Um, and I think that, that you really need to make sure that if you, if you do go to a residency or, or, um, have the opportunity to do a retreat like recognize kind of what you're bringing into the experience and what your intent is um and recognize the things that you might have to alter or that you might need to alter in order to to experience um or to have the the fullest and the most meaningful and impactful experience with wherever it is that you are and whatever it is that you're doing um because you know, it's like if you if you're carrying around the baggage that you're constant that you always carry around, and you know, like just because you're not physically around the stuff that's going on in your life doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be separate, separated and disconnected from it. Um, you know, it's like that really has to be a kind of a conscious choice to be like, I'm not going to deal with it. Like for me, not bringing my computer. I mean, yes, I still have my phone, but. You know, it's like that's easy enough to just leave in my room while I'm doing something all day. I don't have to have that on me. Um, I guess same thing with the computer, but whatever. Um, you know, like if you... Um, you need to be aware that... Uh, that like you... you were, if, you're, if, you, if you don't make the connection or if you don't make the disconnection intentional, if you don't be like, I'm not going to deal with this stuff or I'm not going to think about this stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on whatever it is I need to focus on. Um, if you don't make that switch or at least start moving in that direction, then you, like, you might come away with not of, of good experience. Um, and I think with expectation, like I've, small tangent, but it's related that I, um, when I was younger, I struggled a lot with, uh, expectations. And, um, if, if people can be, I mean, I don't know if this is the case. I feel like this might be, at least for me generally, that's like, I'm definitely more internally calibrated towards like Zen as a, like a lifestyle or a, um, I don't know, like a state of being, not necessarily a belief system, but, you know, it's like I'm, I've done certain things in my life and I've come to certain conclusions in my life that are really, really, really close to things that Zen teaches. It's like, you should, this is kind of generally the way that you should probably be um, before learning anything about Zen. Case in point, dealing with expectations um, when I was in going through high school that like you know I would, I would my friends and I would have um, game nights and I would go to these game nights and in my mind have this whole hypothetical and like this expectation of oh these I will have this this type of conversation with this person we will grow and we will get connected and um, 
it'll be this this like big time and you know like whatever whatever it was that I was hoping for um and then as the night progresses you know it's like I I sever myself from the kind of being in the present moment because part of me is living there and there's another part of me that's growing resentful and discouraged and doubtful and just like depressed because I'm watching these things that I expected not match up to what's actually going on. Um, and it took me a long, long time. Um, and I'm not entirely sure how I did it, but, um, I got to the point where I, I by and large, like don't have expectations for things because for me, and this is totally a personal thing. Um, it's, it's really, really easy for me to fall into the a trap of expectations separating me from reality. It's, you know, it's like the whole perception versus reality. It's like I was looking at things very much how I wanted to see them or how I wanted them to be and not really not looking at how things actually were. Um, and specifically with my, with my friends and game nights and stuff, when I stopped going into them with expectations, I had such a, I had a much better time because I just accepted kind of whatever the night happened or whatever happened that night and whatever, you know, whatever we did and whatever conversations came up and it, it, um, I don't know, it felt freer and I felt lighter and not so, um, like dense or heavy with these things that, that needed to happen or should happen that I wanted to happen. I was just like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's just kind of whatever I'll deal with whatever happens. Um, and with tying this back in with resonances, um, I, I would caution, I would caution people going off on a residency. If it's your first time, um, if it's your second or third time, whatever, each, each one of these things, each one of those experiences is going to be different, but I would caution you to recognize and at least pay attention to if you're going into it with an expectation. Um, because sometimes, like, depending upon what you expect and where you are calibrated as far as your expectations go, um, it might be expectations that are easily met, the things that, that actually kind of coincide with reality. Or, you know, it's like how you frame the expectation. It's like if you expect to, you know, have really interesting experiences um, or you expect to meet cool people like those are much easier and much more because they're so broad they're much easier to meet that that kind of criteria um and it's you know it's like it's it's perspective based and all of that but um for those of you who who have issues with expectations as things that snowball very very easily um and separate you out from reality and actually seeing things how seeing things how they actually are um be aware of that because it, it it's kind of i feel like it ties in with the whole you know it's like you were you're bringing you to these things too and if um you know it's like if you go to the if you go to a residency expecting this thing to happen or expecting to write um you know i guess it's that for me it's if you go someplace expecting a single thing to happen and that thing doesn't happen, then your time there is potentially ruined or, you know, it's like it's a bad time or it's, it's not ideal because it doesn't live up to whatever it is. It doesn't match whatever your expectation is. Whereas if you go into it with no expectations, 
and it feels like you're really kind of allowing the the experience to be whatever it is that it turns out being and you don't demonize or um like trivialize or you know whatever these experiences that potentially that wouldn't have matched up with your expectation um like if you go to a residency and you expect to write you know i don't know like like so many so many pages of a novel and you know you get maybe half of that but you also have really interesting conversations with people or challenging conversations with people that that change your view of a particular character or alter your your ways of thinking of writing or like you know the importance of audience or you know like the arc of a story like those are invaluable things and if they were places that you wouldn't have reached had you not had those conversations like that to me is as valuable if not more so than the pages of the thing that you actually wrote because that's like that shit that you can take with you um i don't know i i think i think the best way to look at them is just as learning experiences like you know most every other everything else in life um you go into it as a learning experience um you know it's like you're learning about yourself you're learning about your process in your writing and like learning about other people and how like you know your relation to all of that stuff um and potentially even picking up habits or but like you know like if there if there are negative habits that you're trying to change residencies and retreats can offer opportunities for you to start gaining some ground in the opposite direction towards the habits that are healthier or more positive in your life um but let's say you've been struggling to find time to write, um, you know, like poetry or novels or whatever it is that you're working on. Um, and while you're out in residency, you realize that if you wake up early and you write for a couple hours in the morning, you're super, super productive. You know, it's like your thoughts are there, the character's there, everything's there for you. Or, you know, it's like you wake up early but you go do other things and then around afternoon or dusk time um in the evening you sit down and you write and you're super super productive um those are things that you can take back with you and you could see you know you can look at your life in the, with a little bit of, of some objectivity and distance and you're like well, where are some things that i can i can work with it's like if you're really productive in the morning and you are working on a novel wake up a couple hours early before you go to work or you know what start changing your you can start looking at your life and where you can change schedules or where you can find the time to do the things you need to do and it's not always going to be easy like i there are some personal realizations that i that i had in the in the coming back from the um the retreat and i'm i'm working on it it's not i mean for me progress is very rarely an actual linear process um and just because i didn't do something what i wanted to do in a given day doesn't set reset me all the way back to the beginning it's just you know i got stumbled and i'm picking myself up and I'm like okay well you know i botched that i will try to not botch it in the future um but i feel like i feel like ultimately residencies and retreats are um avenues toward broadened and sharpened perspective um 
however it is that you want to that you want to take that or you want to use that with um everyone tends to see well maybe not everyone but i mean i definitely tend to see things a little bit better with distance um and just you know it's like you you get you can see things differently and differences you know, it's like it keeps things fresh and it keeps things um i don't know not boring although i recently heard i think it was on it's either the Diane Reem show or Midday. They were talking about boredom um, and how there's so much stuff now to keep us from being bored and how maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe we need to be bored because um, when we're bored, usually creativity, there's like a vein of creativity that can come out of that. And the kind of hallmark example is like when you're showering or you're you know, on the toilet or whatever, or you're taking a long drive. Um, when you don't have anything else to do, your mind kind of starts to wander and you get ideas. Like I've had a really, I've had a lot of really good ideas in the shower. Um, I don't know if anybody else out there does this. I thought that this was a, a INFP quirk, um, but it might not be. So if anybody else, if anybody out there, any of my listeners um, do this, drop me a line because I'm curious about this, but I, <laughs> I fake interview myself. Um, usually in the shower um there was one day that it it rolled from in the shower to eating breakfast to my drive to work which is like 40 minutes um but i had an insight about uh intuition that i don't think i ever would have had it had it not been for me just like like that was happened to be one of the questions in the in the fake interview and i realized some things about intuition or at least how uh how I think it works for me that I never would have realized. And um, it it, it uh, gave me a, a better understanding of kind of how I operate and what my unconscious does and the, the relationship it has with my conscious. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, so boredom. Um, you know, like... It's good to shut things down for a little bit. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say that residencies and retreats are places you go to be bored, but you know, it's like if you if you need that, they could they could very easily be places that you got to be bored, depending upon what you bring with you. Um, and I think that I feel like maybe one of the reasons why people tend to not want to be bored now. Um, is similar to why people don't uh, like feeling emotions on like the heavier and the little bit darker hued uh, area of the spectrum, because um, it's it's uncomfortable. You know, it's like you when you're just dealing with yourself. Sometimes you don't want to like you don't want to gain access to the stuff that you know is hanging around in your head or in the periphery, um, but you know, it's like that's that's a part of you, and if you're if you're seeking a a more integrated, more like holistic version of yourself, like a more a more realized, complete version of yourself, it's like you got to deal with that stuff sooner or later. Um, so actually, oh, I hope that I get this right. Um, 
I was talking with uh, my friend Anne Marie, who was one of my guests in season one of So Poetry, um, and she made the comment that, um, like, most of the things that I write are sad, or that it's like I I I tend to to sadden things, um, which is a for me was a huge huge compliment, um, and I don't I don't know if I if this has come up on a on a episode yet or not but <clears throat> I realized that um, as an artist aside from creating emotional space or I guess maybe in a more a more focused version of that is that I I more or less I think well no it's I guess it's not actively or consciously it's just I tend to cultivate sad spaces um, and I really like that because I feel like there's, um, I guess acceptance or allowance to feel those things. And it's important. I think it's, I mean, not, not feel those things all the time, but it's definitely important to visit them and to sit with that stuff for a little while. And again, it's like uncomfortable things and things that people tend to not want to deal with. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I enjoy to a degree, um, making people a little, a little sad, like not, not super sad, maybe somber, bittersweet, I don't know, um, like that, that feeling that you get when you, when you see, um, like leaves in the fall, or for people who, who have cherry blossoms, it's like, you know, you see a tree that has a bunch of cherry blossoms that are, that are, um, being blown off by the wind, um, like that those little those tiny those small sadnesses um i think are important to to remember and to experience and to just to have every so often because it i don't know it it helps color other things and helps again helps put things in perspective um but yeah so i'm talked for a hell of a lot longer than I intended to, and I apologize that these single episodes are they're not clocking in at the time that I said that they would. Um, they're not as long as the other things, though, which is, I'm glad for that. Um, I will, I guess I will try to make these things under an hour. Um, or fuck, I don't know. Um, sometimes, some things might be, I might have more to say about, I will, let me try this again. There will be some things that I will probably have more to say about than others. Um, I guess this was one of those things that I had a little bit more to say about. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop and go do some laundry. Um, again, happy pre-Halloween or happy Halloween or happy after Halloween, depending upon when you're listening to this. Um, as always, even though I don't say it always, uh, I appreciate you listening the the collective you um i'm it's really really encouraging to to see the amount of plays that these things are getting um i hope all of my french fans or my single french fan who just listened a whole hell of a lot um have found the podcast again um i i really i'm nervous that the shift lost me some some listeners um not because I'm I'm doing this for listeners, but just you know, it's like I would I would hate for people who were getting something out of this to not know where it is anymore. Um, 
but oh yeah so this this is something that i wanted to say before before i sign off um i've been collecting a pretty meh, comprehensive ish list of residencies um and things that i've come across that are are neat for writers um most of them are uh for writers and musicians although the vast majority of them are also opened up to um visual artists and other types of artists as well um, I think there have been a very, only a very few that are like, sp specifically writers. Um, there might be a, a fellowship or two that have made it on the list. But, that being said, if anybody would like to see that list, uh, feel free to contact me. Um, I will put my email in the description or on the front page of the SoundCloud. Um, I'm happy to share it. Um, a lot of the deadlines are in the spring. Uh, I think there might be some in the fall just for like, you know, the beginning of next year. Um, but I think that I've more or less tried to organize them based on dates. Um, I have not checked all of the, I have not updated it as far as checking the residencies to see if the dates are, are the same. Um, so if anybody out there contacts me and wants to see it, um, do some diligence and do, do your due diligence. It's difficult to say. Um, and check it. Like, don't take my word for these things. That it's the dates are what they say that they are. Um, and if anybody out there sees that they have changed, let me know and I'll I'll update it. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope everyone li who is listening has the opportunity. If you're an, if you're an artist, um, a fellow artist, to go into residency. They're they're really I feel feel like they can be really invaluable experiences. Um, but uh, on that note, um, there's a cat trying to get into my room, um, and I feel bad that she's being blocked out. Um, but yeah, um, I really need to come up with a, a sign-off. Um, unplug. Take some time to go on a walk and look at birds. Bring, a, bring binoculars. Get a, get a bird book. I love birds. Um, nut hatches are cool. Northern flickers are really, really weird. I saw one a, a couple months ago, and I thought he was drunk, um, or like somehow ill. But I think that's just kind of, kind of how they are. Um, oh, I will be in New York this weekend, the weekend of the 29th, no, 30th and 31st. Um, I, I don't know if you're around. Cool. I don't know if you know what I look like. If any listener wants to stop by and or find me and say hi, um, but I mean, just knowing that we'll be in this, we were in the same city would be cool. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, I hope y'all have a good a good holiday. Uh, a good. We're now in the kind of ending stretch of holidays. Um, but I will be talking to y'all again in November, which is relatively soon, and I have to find people to talk to. Um, so until then, go on a walk. Look at birds. Burbs. They're cool. Bye.